And welcome to episode 112 of McChesney Unchained here. Uh, we are in the lab down here at 60 Football Academy in Parker, and I have your host, Matt McChesney, as always. I'm a little hoarse from the uh, the showcase uh, football uh, camp this weekend here. We had at Eagle Crest on Saturday and uh, at Legacy Stadium in Aurora yesterday, and it was awesome. Uh, we're going to talk about showcase and how it was powered by 6-0 here a little in a, in a little bit as we get into the show. Today will be short and sweet. Um, let you know that next Friday or this upcoming Friday on our next show, episode 113, uh, we will have the defensive coordinator from the Colorado Buffaloes, Mr. Chris Wilson. Uh, coach Chris Wilson, the great Coach Wilson, will join us to talk about the Buffs uh, and the spring and so much more and that massively important schedule coming up this year where they play some big dogs. So we'll talk about the Buffs heavy on Friday, uh, but let's get into uh, episode 112 here. As always, it's brought to you by a good thing, good friends at DraftKings. Uh, make sure you go on DraftKings.com and, and, and download the app and get it on your phone. And use the uh, use the promo code DNBR on everything, and, and you'll get all the hookups um, from the fights this last weekend to Sam Houston and South Dakota State. Yesterday, Sam Houston was down again. Uh, they were an underdog uh, when I took them earlier in the week, and I took them like plus, plus 180 or something like that, and it hit on the money line yesterday. Uh, so Sam Houston, you know, they, they made me some money in, in the final four round against James Madison. And then they made me some money yesterday uh, as they came back and beat South Dakota State on that last second touchdown throw. That game was kick ass. And the FCS definitely needs to play in the spring, uh, get more eyes on the sport. But DraftKings was there to support uh, not only the gaming, but but uh, but so much more. So make sure you check out DraftKings. Uh, it's a proud sponsor of McChesney Unchained and one of the main sponsors down at DNVR. And they do a great job of uh, of having fair odds. You always get your money. It's clean. It's 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 the way it should be uh, from a digital betting standpoint. So remember to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR, like I said earlier, uh, when you sign up and, and, and turn your $1 into $100 when you place a bet. Uh, you can watch on, a, on a, a variety of different sports, obviously, and bet on all of them from Chinese basketball to Australian League to, to hockey to the, the NBA playoffs that are starting up. Uh, the Avs dropped the puck this evening for the hockey playoffs. So this is one of the best times of the year to be a, a sports better. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Do you have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Episode 112 with Chesney Unchained Rolls. Um, like I said earlier, we had the, uh, the the showcase football camp. My man Keith Miller came out uh, and brought his camp to Denver. And to say it was fire uh, is an understatement. It was a raging inferno. I mean, the, the showcase football camp this weekend – was an absolute raging inferno. And Saturday was tight. We were at Eagle Crest. We did all the testing. Guys were flying. Uh, we had a couple four fives, a couple four sixes. Um, the big boys were running hard. It was kick-ass. Saturday was a testing day. It was nice and laid back. We got our work done, yada, yada. Sunday at Legacy, Sunday at Legacy was straight fire. It was like the fog bowl with the Eagles and the, and the Bears. Wait until you see all the film and all, all the pictures. Uh, it, it, my, my man, uh, Mike Siagla went out and did an amazing job of, of filming everything. And I'm telling you the, the Saturday afternoon, the, uh, the fog and the rain and the, you know, just the elements just made it pop off and it got super competitive and guys were flying around. 
And it, it was it was pretty kick ass. And even even Keith and his folks were blown away on just the competition level and how much the Dungeon Family guys got the shit together. And then all the other cats that came in from across the state and, and really showed out well. It was awesome. So check out showcaseball.com. Give them some love online. We're going to be posting all the pictures at Six Year Academy here coming up. But I'm telling you, man, that entire atmosphere was super competitive. The fog really set it off. And I'm a grunt, so I love me some some uh some weather and and you know a little bit of nastiness and, and the guys were out there flying around it got really physical got really fun and to be completely honest with you i think that there there is a massively important uh part of this football camp that's going to be coming back here in the future and showcase and six zero are partnered up to do this right and uh, i anticipate them being here two three times next year so uh it was pretty kick-ass to keep an eye and an ear to the stone on that one and we'll get you all that information all right, so let's get straight into this. Um, Maven Hemp, our good friends at Maven, uh, my man Zev, uh, his business is right next door here at Six Year Football Academy. They bring you the uh, the all of our nuggets talk here today. Remember, if you uh, go to mavenhemp.com, get the promo code 60SIXZERO, you get 10% on off, off on all your product um, that, that you buy through the online. Zev works out here, does a great job. Uh, you know, getting it right. And uh, Maven has helped me a ton with my anxiety, both the sleeping, the recovery aspect from the, the muscle rubs to the, the CBD pills uh, to, to, to the pen tops. I mean, the pen tops are fire too. So um, I, I really think they got the shit together. Again, that's mavenhemp.com and they bring you uh, our nugget talk. Now, look, my nugs, okay, I'm, I'm a huge Golden State fan. Uh, I grew up a Golden State fan with, with crossover Timmy Hardaway. Yo, Chris fucking Mullen, I am the, the pocket rucker. We're going to tear it up, huh? They were my team back in the day. I hope they beat the Lakers, and I hope the Lakers have to take the longest road to get in because they're probably going to win it again. Um, that's going to be awesome on Wednesday night. I can't wait for that playing game. I will say this, though. I don't know if there's a worse matchup for the Nuggets than the Trailblazers. And... The Blazers gave the Lakers everything they could handle last year, taking them seven in the first round in the bubble. Dame Lillard is just different. He's that shit. And I, I just, I don't like the matchup at all. I don't like it at all. And I, I feel like it's going to go seven and it's going to be super competitive and balls to the wall. And it would be really, really awful for Jokic to win the MVP and then lose in the first round. It would validate all these talking head idiots that say he's the worst MVP in 30 years. First of all, if you're the MVP, there's nothing worst about that. So that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. You can't be a worst MVP. I mean, give me a fucking break. Larry Brown is the worst Super Bowl MVP ever. I'm pretty sure that ring on his Super, his Super Bowl ring says MVP on it. So yeah, you can stick your MVP in your ass on that, on that one saying he's the worst. I'm just saying it, it would be bad for that narrative because people love to set narratives. Let's be real. Um, this this matchup with Portland is scary because of Dame Lillard. I mean, it's not scary because of Utah or whoever else they're going to parade out. Carmelo Anthony doesn't make me shake in my boots. But Dame Lillard is that shit, and he's a playoff monster. He loves the big stage, and you know damn well he wants to bring a title to Portland. And this puts Portland and Denver in a position where they're going to have to play a team like I would say that the Lakers and Golden State get the seven and the eight because whoever wins that game is going to beat Memphis or San Antonio. So if they're the seven and the eight and in the second round, if Denver does get through a seven game war with Portland, which is what it's going to be, 
they're going to get the Lakers or Golden State because I think the Lakers and and Golden State are both going to beat the Jazz and and the Suns. So th- this is going to be one hell of a road in the West. Uh, Philly got the one seed in the East for the first time since 02 when they had AI and Kimba and them boys. Um, the East is the East is what it is. I think if if Brooklyn has all their guys there, they will win the East. Um, but don't sleep on Miami and Jimmy Buckets. Right? Miami and Jimmy Buckets have their shift together. They're another playoff team that's very scary. Uh, you know, last year you saw what they did in the bubble when they were isolated. I would anticipate that they'll be able to to maybe you know maybe get that to go for another series, maybe two. I could see them in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't, I think that it's one through four is pretty good, but any of those four teams can go uh, in the East, in my opinion. Um, I also wouldn't pass put it past the Wizards to go give somebody a, a hell of a run if they end up sneaking in there at, in the playing games. So we'll see. But remember, you go to DraftKings and bet on all the games and, and, and whatnot. So I'm really excited about the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. Uh, they dropped the, the puck tonight. The the Avs play the Blues. Now, there's a lot of circumstances in, in past the National Hockey League uh, playoff series where eights have beat ones. It doesn't really happen that often in the NBA, but it definitely happens in hockey all the time. So it makes me nervous when you win the President's Cup and then, you know, you're the one seed and you get an eight. And that eight seed is a team that, you know, maybe underachieved and won a Stanley Cup. And like that, that another, that's a perfect recipe for failure right there. It's also a great recipe for success. And I think the, the Az will win that series. I really hope they, they hoist the cup. That would be kick ass. All right, so let's get into this. Um, the Broncos dropped their schedule. Okay, and we're going to go through this top to bottom. And like I said, next next or uh, this upcoming Friday, we'll have the, the defense coordinator for the Colorado Buffaloes on. Chris Wilson will be our host or our guest, as I host the episode 113 uh, of McChesney on Chain. But this is the pro show, so we're gonna we're gonna put a lot of uh, thought and 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 you know a little bit of banter into this Broncos schedule and really try and figure out how they can be a playoff team next year with 17 games. So. Take this with a grain of salt. This is me trying to be optimistic. This is me assuming that guys are going to stay healthy. This is me assuming that Drew Locke is going to be relatively proficient. This is me assuming that um, Pat Schumer is going to be able to run the football consistently. It's me assuming that Melvin Gordon isn't going to turn it over at a staggering rate. And it's me assuming that defensively they're going to be able to apply some kind of pressure that would be conducive to a Vic Fangio elite defense. Now you hear that crack right there. That's my liquid death. Oh my God, this liquid death. They, they helped the sponsor the football camp and they were awesome, man. Go check out the, uh, the mountain water. It's from the Alps in Australia, Mike. And uh, it is dope. This liquid death shit is the shit. So make sure you check that out as well. Thank you to liquid death for sponsoring this weekend. All right. So let's get straight into this. First off, I've got the Broncos in a position when they get to week 11, which is their bye, okay? When they get to week 11, I think that they are going to be in a position to make a run and, and be either, you know, the, the, the top wildcard team or win the West. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not really that crazy if you, if you just wait and, and hear how I'm going to get there. So let's talk about this. 
when you're talking about the Denver Broncos, they open at the Giants, all right? That's the day after 9-11. It's, it's the, the 12th of September. It's the afternoon game. Danny Pennies, that's right, Danny Pennies, is going to be in a position where they're going to run his ass out of New York if he doesn't figure this out. I don't have the Broncos win in the opener. I just don't. I think it's going to be a charged-up atmosphere. It's an East Coast road swing. It's just a game I haven't started knowing one. But then they they come home and they've got Jacksonville and the or they go on the road to Jacksonville. That's W. And then they open up at home against the Jets against my lonely Jets and they're two and one. Now when you're looking at them playing the Jets right here two and one, this could be either an, an opportunity for them to really take off at a two and one clip, and then they play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and the Raiders. And the Browns before they they end with Cleveland there uh, on the Thursday night, and they got a little bit of an exaggerated bye week with Washington and the Cowboys coming up. So if you get to the point on the 26th of September, they're two and one. They beat the Jets at home. They've got Baltimore. They go to Pittsburgh. They've got Oakland. They go to Cleveland on Thursday night. So it's a short week. That's the stretch in the season where they lose three or four. I think they lose to Baltimore at home. I think they lose at Pittsburgh. I think they beat the Raiders because I'm not going to sit here and ever say that we're going to lose to the fucking Raiders. And then I think Cleveland is going to be a really special football team next year. And I, I would see the Broncos struggling on the road in the dog pound on a Thursday night. And to be honest with you, man, that's the only primetime game the Broncos have all year. It's the first time in 29 seasons or some shit that they, they're not on Monday night football, which is a fucking travesty. They're not on Sunday night football. And if I'm a Bronco player on this team, the lack of respect is staggering. It's at a staggering level. But then again, you have to earn the respect in this league. So it comes full circle back to what have you done for me lately? So at sitting, you know, at right there after the Cleveland game, they're three and four. All right. And then they've got 10 days off before they play Washington. Uh, Washington is a home game. They need to win that game, take them back to four and four. They go on the road at Dallas. That's a loss. Four and five. Dak Prescott's going to be on one. We'll see what happens there. I think the Cowboys win the East. Then they host the Eagles. The last time they played Philly, they were in Philly and Philly ran circles around them the two years after the Super Bowl. Then they, they have the Eagles. That takes them to five and five. And here's your break point, right? The bye week comes week 11, all right? So week 11 hits. The Eagles, the Eagle game is a W. They go 5-5 five and five in that regard. They come back from the bye after two weeks. Playing, they haven't played a game in two weeks. From the 14th to the 28th of November, they have the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. So you have five of your six division games after the bye week. Five of your six division games are from – the, you know, from Thanksgiving until the 10th of January. I mean, it, the December is winning time in Denver. So, look, they beat the Chargers on the 28th, takes them to 6-5. and five. They lose to Kansas City, in my opinion, on the 5th of December, 6-6. Six and six. They beat the Lions on the 12th, 7-6. They beat the Bengals on the 19th, 8-6. They beat the Raiders on the 26th, the day after Christmas. Ho, 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 John Gruden. 9-6, and six, little sweep of the Raiders. They beat the Chargers on the, on the day after uh, uh, New Year, on the 2nd of January, 10-6. and six. And then I have them losing on the nights to the Chiefs, 10-7. and seven. So if you're looking at the Denver Broncos schedule, I think that's feasible. I really do. I think 10-7 and seven is a record that they can absolutely fuck with and obtain. 
But it all comes down to if Drew Locke is going to be able to manage this offense, do it right, and not turn the ball over. From a personnel perspective, they got the dudes. So looking at, at the Broncos' schedule and how they're going to do it, the next question is how. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know how the Broncos are going to go 10 and 7. I know how they're not. I know how they're not going to go 10 and 7. They're not going to go 10 and 7 if they continue to turn the ball over the way they do. If they continue to throw the ball 65% of the time rather than run the ball 65% of the time. If they don't get creative in their defensive scheme and how they do things, if Vaughn and Chubb aren't on the same side and they're even pass rush, if they're not in NASCAR looks, if they're with all the DBs they have on their team, if they're not in a position to go out and play multiple dime and nickel formations with one linebacker or no linebackers on the field, then the creativity part of this is, has gone over the head of the coaching staff, which is, our, I mean, they're agents, they're old. And I'm not trying to be an ageist or anything. I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it is. Um, I'm saying that Pat Schumer and Vic Fangio have been in the league for such a long time. I don't know if they can really relate to the players, number one, very well. And then I don't know if they can put themselves in position to change. I think it might be more uncomfortable than, for them to even try and change than it would for them to change. I mean, I know it's uncomfortable at times. You're going to have to make a decision and make a change for the betterment of the football team. But if all you want to do on defense is sit back and play cover two and cover four and rally and tackle the sticks, you're not really maximizing your personnel. If all you want to do when you go out on, on offense is run three wide, same motion patterns, big shots down the field, attack the seam, but you've got an offensive line that should be able to mash, well, I don't know what you want me to do. Like you, you, You're putting yourself in position to fail rather than putting yourself in position to be successful. I will say this lastly before we wrap up here on episode 112 of McChesney and Chain. Defensive coordinator for your Colorado Buffaloes will be joining us, the great Chris Wilson, uh, on Friday to talk about the buffs and the upcoming uh, 2021 schedule. Um, it, it, all these problems are solved with Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think the Aaron Rodgers thing, the Aaron Rodgers thing is intriguing. The Aaron Rodgers thing is something I want. The Aaron Rodgers thing is a pipe dream. And the Aaron Rodgers thing probably isn't going to happen. I mean, let, let's be real. It, it's it's too good to be true. It's like when, you know, like you're getting catfish on Instagram, right? So you're on Instagram and you're, you're going through your DMs and there's some hot chick that like DMs you and you're just some fucking like high school kid. You still live in your mother's basement. So like, that's why you're being catfish. And, and they're like, oh, what's up? What's up, baby? My name's Chandelier, and I'm going to go again. This kid's like, fuck yeah, Chandelier's interested. But in actuality, it's really like Jim Bob, and he's sitting in his basement in his underwear covered in fucking Mountain Dew Code Red residue and Cheeto, like residue all over his fingers. His computer's completely covered in the shit, and he's just sitting there just fucking with you. Because your dumbass actually thinks Chandelier's interested. And I'm not saying that the Broncos are, are that guy. I'm saying the the Broncos are going to be that dude if they keep taking this bait. Now, look, on June 1st, if, it, if they trade him, if that's all I've been hearing is they can't trade him because of the contract stuff, very similar to the Julio Jones thing. On June 1st, Atlanta could get rid of Julio Jones. Um, if that happens, then I'll eat crow and I'll use barbecue sauce. And I'll eat the shit out of that crow faster than I can eat it. I mean, I, oh my God, I'd be the happiest crow eating some bitch on earth if Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. So 
it, it, the, the draft and all the grades and all that bullshit, man, the, the draft is a very overhyped part of the NFL. It's a TV fucking show. Um, if we, if there's 10 draft picks, I'd say seven of them probably aren't going to be here for more than two years. And if one or two of them turn out to be like hits and pro ball players and starters, then they did their job. The undrafted free agent part of this is also going to be huge. Remember two years ago, three years ago, their best player was a undrafted rookie free agent that made the pro bowl. So again, the draft, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I do like the direction they're headed. And I'll love the direction they're headed on that compass if they can find a way to bag a good quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and and then acclimate and 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 make the system conducive towards him being successful. So I, I guess it all comes down to how the Broncos want to approach this. In my opinion, there is no limit to how much you would give up to get a guy like that. You have a five-year window if you bring in A-Rod where you can win a Super Bowl. So I would assume that that would entice the Broncos to give up whatever they want. You want Chubb? Take him. You want you want Pat Sertan the second? We just drafted to take his ass too. You want Jerry Judy? Take him. You want Noah Fant? Take him. You want Vic Fangio? You don't like your defensive coordinator? Don't trade his ass too. We'll straight John Gruden his ass, trade him to Tampa. So I I would I'd trade John Elway. I do you want the you want a new president general manager down in Tampa? Take John. We'll trade you him. I mean who gives a shit at this point? Uh, getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers to set the table. So, I uh, again the 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 talk about it is more intriguing than actually it happening. I will say this: Why would the Packers trade him to a contender? I mean, it's not like he gets the pick where he's traded. There's my question: Why the fuck would they trade him to somebody where he's going to go have a better career curve and potentially win a Super Bowl? with that team and then not do it with Green Bay at the rate that he was supposed to. He's been to four NFC title games, but he only has one rank. If I'm if I'm Green Bay and he's going to play the spike game and he's going to be smug, and, and look, Aaron Rodgers is a jerk, and everybody I love how everybody throws that in there. And I'm a jerk too. I don't get along with people at all. But I have a standard, and I'll die on that fucking hill. My standard, that hill, I'm dying on it. So I don't really give a fuck if you think I'm a jerk. That's your goddamn problem. That's an internal emotion. I don't have a fucking clue how to solve your internal bullshit. I'm dealing with my own. Aaron Rodgers doesn't even talk to his mama. You know how fucking mad and how much spite you got to have not to talk to your mama? Shit. So, I mean, if he's that kind of dude and Green Bay wants to go down this fucking road that they're going down, I'd anticipate A-Rod will win. He'll win that because he can sit back and throw his legs up and be like, yo, fuck you. I don't have to do shit. I'm Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, again, it's all retrospective when you talk about, like, people who have problems with other people or he's a jerk. Number one, who's telling you this? Number two, are they soft as baby shit? Number three, who gives a fuck what you think? I mean, let's be real here. The Packers and the general managers, like all the fan base are like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a dick. Yeah, and, and he was a huge asshole, and when he's your asshole, it doesn't smell that bad, does it? No, it smells like 45 touchdowns or 55 or whatever he just did, and then MVP. So, again, it, it doesn't really matter. All the narrative that's set to try and keep him in Green Bay, because that's all it is. I hope it works for you, Packers fans. And then I, I really doubt he'll be an asshole if he, if he stays in Green Bay. That's all I'm saying. Um... 
So, this is episode 112 of Chesney Unchained on the DNVR Podcast Network. Make sure you check it out, dnvr.com. Get down to the bar uh, and support the Az and the Nugs as they start their, their playoff uh, journeys this week. Uh, the Az dropped the puck tonight. The, uh, the playing games for the for the uh, NBA start tomorrow, and then the Western Conference games, the Lakers and the Warriors especially, are on Wednesday. I can't wait for that matchup. And then the Nugs have the Blazers, so we'll see how all that goes. Um, on Friday of this week, uh, the great uh, coach Chris Wilson joins us here on episode 113 of McChesney Unchained. We'll talk about your call out of Buffaloes, the upcoming schedule, the defense, the spring, what they just did. Uh, and how they're going to do it as they move forward into uh, a great 2021 season. I am your host, Matt McChesney. That is episode 112, McChesney Unchained. Short, sweet, and to the point. Nice little quickie action for you on Monday. Uh, my dog's down here snoring his ass off. Say hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Um, and uh, yeah, we're rolling. So thank you to Adam for all your hard work. Appreciate everything, folks. Have a great day. <laughs>